You are now listening to The Art of Winnie Show with your host and co-host, Eddie Truck Gordon and Miyoko Taylor, two best-selling authors. Eddie Truck Gordon is New York Emmy award-winning fighter, UFC Ultimate Fighter champion. Miyoko Taylor is a celebrity personal development coach and thought leader. Both have mastered the art of winning. It's never too late to tap into your amazing, and remember, success has no age limit. Welcome back to the Art of Winning show. I am super excited about our guest today. It's Eddie Truck Gordon. We're having some technical difficulties with our cold, Mr. Amazing Miyoko Taylor. So when he pops on in, if he pops in, that'll be great. Um, but without further ado, because I had this guest waiting, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Justin Spaulding. I'm going to let him introduce himself. So I'm not going to do him any justice. So welcome to the show, Justin. How's everything? Eddie, what's up, man? I just want to call you Truck. That's That's it. I, didn't know, I didn't even know what your name was. I'm like, I'm just going to call the guy Truck all the time. So, no, I appreciate you having me on the show. Uh, definitely no, excited to be on and um, look forward to just to sharing kind of what I do and um, and stuff with you. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm from Wisconsin, born and raised, so Midwest boy. Um, you know, I know some 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 people like like Truck over there from New York. They don't even know where Wisconsin is on the map. Couldn't even point to it. Um, but no, yeah. So so it's. Uh, it's just a, it's a great place to grow up as a kid, um, you know, riding bikes around town, playing sports, just grew up playing sports. I learned a lot from sports. Um, sports really taught me, I tell people all the time, sports taught me more um, than, you know, a lot of times the classroom did, um, just because you're with people. And um, I went to play some college football, played Division Three out in Dubuque, um, and I was a Spartan and um, became an All-American my senior year. We won a conference championship, like the, the first in uh, 30 years. So. Um, and it was in that time when I when I became super interested in business, investing, real estate. And so I just started getting my hands on anything I get my hands on. And, and in 2009, as a sophomore, I literally would read more stuff that I of my choosing um, outside of class than I was reading in class. Um, and so, you know, but I graduated with good grades and everything. When I couldn't play professional football, um, I knew I had to find a way to make some money to be able to invest. And uh, that's when I got started some direct sales. Um, hit it off pretty good there, built a good team, with awesome people, um, and I just saved. I lived super frugally, lived like literally lived on $11,000 a year for the first two years out of school and saved everything else. Started investing, bought a four unit, you know, turned it around, got the rents, got the rents up, bought another four unit, bought some storage units, and you know, today, so six years into this thing, we got 300 apartments, 300 storage units uh, owned and under management, and um, 12 employees, and, and we're just rocking and rolling. That is awesome, Justin. And, and let me tell you something. You hit on so many different, different, then different tidbits that kind of got me, that sparked my interest. One, just so you know, Wisconsin was one of the only Division One schools. Wisconsin, Texas Tech, and um, and Syracuse that offered me a full ride to play football. And I, I was close to being a Badger. I was really close to being a Badger. Who coach then? I'm nuts. I'm out of my mind, man. That uh, Alvarez was the coach at the time. Okay. And one of our, my high school teammates ended up going there and he, Jerome Pettis, you might know the name. He was recruited as a running back and he had, um, had a little, you know, they, you know, when they get you there, they want to change your position. So yeah, I got a little bit nervous and then I backed out. I was, I was a chicken. I was a chicken. Wisconsin gave me the cold shoulder, man. They gave me the cold shoulder. That was the chip on the shoulder started that I had to put all this energy towards something that was, you know, killing it on the football field then in college, but then also in the business and that chip on the shoulder just kind of grew and. I had some preferred walk-ons from like Minnesota, um, Purdue, 
I had a visit to Ohio State, which was pretty cool when Jim Kressel was there and his brother Dick Kressel were there, so that was unreal. Um, but yeah, you know. And you know, I believe everything happens for a reason because it made you the, the, the shark, the investor that you are today. And that kind of goes right into like my first question. This is, this is very laid back. I tried my best not to do any research on our guests. So when they come on, I want to be like, I'm a listener. So I can ask the exact same question that the listeners will. It was really hard for me not to do some research on you because um, I got, got a relationship now with Andy Frizzella and I saw you posting and you guys are linking up. So I'm like, anybody Andy links with, I got to kind of, you know, do a little digging. Um, and if you could say a mentor, whether it was in college, who do you, who you kind of give a little bit of credit to for your mindset, because you have that it factor. You have that it mindset that I don't think a lot of people realize. Instead of excuses, you execute. So who kind of planted the seed for you? Uh, no doubt it was uh, my mom and dad. I mean, really like I look at life, like I have a lot of people that really helped me along, but I don't really have just like a mentor that just, you know, took the next level other than just my mom and dad, straight up, just how they raised me. Um, you know, they were entrepreneurs as well. My dad's a veterinarian by trade and they opened the veterinary clinic, um, you know, went through some hard times, left the first, place they were at with, uh, it was just a, a business relationship kind of gone bad to him and one other partner left. And in 2000, they built a, another location. And so just growing up, you know, seeing them kind of do it, it was just like a no brainer. It was inevitable that I would become an entrepreneur looking back on it. I didn't know that then, but just looking back on it. And, um, you know, I think the biggest thing that my parents, I, I was just talking about this over the 4th of July with, with some friends. Um, the biggest thing that my parents did was they, they always steered me in the right direction, but they gave me a lot of choices growing up. So I was able to make a lot of choices. I mean, there were certain things they obviously just stepped in and said, no, you're not doing this. Um, or, you know, you have to be only this certain time on this certain day, you know, whatever. But there was a lot of things that they said, hey, you know, you have a choice, right? And you're gonna get to choose what you wanna do, but this is the consequence of, of this is probably gonna be the consequence of this choice. And, and this is probably gonna be the consequence of this choice. What do you wanna do? And they would let me make that choice. And I think, um, you know, my judgment got to be pretty good just making decisions early on um and so i think that's been something that's really helped me and then also my, my dad my mom both like you know my mom just would always drop everything for us it was always about us and they instilled confidence in us um so i'm super super lucky there and then my dad was always just one that i remember he always just said you know um just the pursuit of excellence is what he'd always talk about so i look at you know mentors is definitely no no second thoughts about it, my parents I love it. I love it, man. Geez, I feel like I'm a little looking at a better looking version of myself, man. Cause I'm very, I'm very much similar the same way, man. I really, I really believe that mentors are great, but you gotta have somebody that's tangible, somebody you can relate to, somebody that's there. And you know, my family being immigrants, growing up, I see at that point I didn't realize my dad was an entrepreneur. He was a carpenter. He worked yeah. his hands. He worked for himself his whole entire life. So all I knew was like hard work. Now, for college kids to be, you know going to school and to start doing, because what you were doing was personal development, whether you realized it or not when you were in school, how, like what made you just pick up these books outside of the, the core curriculum and start doing some research on investing? Yeah, so uh, in 2009, spring break, um, we took a trip to Chicago and that's when Trump Tower was going up in Chicago. And I just looked up and like, I didn't know who Donald Trump was then or you know, whatever, I just, I, I'd heard the name I think before, I just looked up and I saw this tower going up and I heard the iron and I could smell it. And, you know, it just looked like the whole process. I'm a, I'm a process guy. So it's like, you know, you know, like working out and training for football. Like I had the hardest workouts, but it was that process and that grind that I love. 
I just looked at that and I looked at the guys on the site and I'm like, man, that would be cool. Just the process of like starting with nothing and building something. And so real estate, you know, that's, that's what kind of got it going. So I remember right when I was down there, I bought a Donald Trump book. I think it was the art of the deal was the one, the first one I bought. And I was just like hooked with the whole concept of real estate. And so from then on out, like I was just reading everything from, I mean, I've literally read every Donald Trump book there is, but then, you know, like rich dad, poor dad. And, you know, then it just became, I got to a point too, where I read so much real estate material. I didn't really have much left. So I'm like, okay, so then I just started reading different things on Warren Buffett and like different stock traders and just as many people, many as many biographies that could as great entrepreneurs and business people and investors um, to really start learning. So I love it. I love it, man. What you're saying is, is, is like gospel to my ears. I got so many things that's flowing right now because when you talk about real estate, it's a big misconception. Everybody sees, you know, flip my home and all these different different TV shows, and they think it's easy. They don't realize that anything that's worth it is a grind. It's 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 the ups, the downs, the, the in-betweens that kind of makes you who you are. Now you own you own over 250 plus units right now. What was some of the the biggest obstacles that that you faced that if you could tell another up-and-coming investor, up-and-coming real estate, so they kind of be aware? Because when guys ask me, how can I become a UFC champion and fighter? They think I could give them the magical combo. But to tell you the truth, it's like, you gotta love it. It's, it's a lot of ups and downs. So what would you tell the next the next Justin Spaulding? Um, I mean, one, and just a disclosure too, I mean, I have other, I have eight other total investors. So I, I, I'm taking on other investors. And so there's a group of us. It's not me that just owns all of it. I own a good chunk of it. Um, but I just wanna get that out there. Um, and the, the thing I would tell them, you know, the next person down, I tell people all the time, I mean, you got to find a way to, you know, in my mind, like you got to find a way to make money so that you have, you can set it aside, live frugally as your income, as your income grows, you got to be able to save that surplus, um, that extra, don't go spend it. Don't go get a nicer car. Like I'm still living in an apartment that costs me less than a thousand dollars a month right now because I'm just saving everything still. Right. So find a way to make income, save that money. And, and then, while you're going through that process, like what I did was I literally in college, even though I didn't have the funds, I got to have the resources to go out and, you know, buy anything. I just got out and I just started looking at any like, and it just started with single family homes for me at first. I would just go look like if there was an open house. I just go look. I just started asking questions. Then it was like duplexes and four units and eight units. And then even though once again, I couldn't, I couldn't have done the deal. I, I went and looked at 24 units and 64 units with these other brokers when I was you know, 19, 20, 21 years old, just so I could be around it, just so I could get a feel for it, just so I could start to get the numbers, because they'll give you the numbers if you ask for them, you know? And I, I would get the numbers, I'd start going through it. So so doing that, um, when it came time where I had the savings saved up, I already knew what to look for now, right? So now I didn't have to go through another two year learning, three year, four year learning. Like I've been doing that, I've been going out and looking at properties way before I could pull it off. Um, so. I, I love that because what you're talking about is what people need to hear. I kind of think of it as the Les Brown effect. He always tells people, you know, you know, leap, throw wings on the way down. You wow. literally research when you weren't even able to afford it, but you gained all that experience. Like people just don't understand that. And this kind of goes to my, my, it leads right into my next question. Do you feel that you were kind of almost born an entrepreneur? Because I think that word gets thrown around now way too often. It's almost like that's the cool catchphrase. It's sexy now to be an entrepreneur. Do you think you gotta be born with that 
with that with that it factor with that that entrepreneur uh like mindset because it's tough i think it's both i think it's both and i think i was born with it and just how i was raised um you know and i mean that can i guess it's you know a lot of it for me too is it's like you know it's, it's that next competition like i ran out of football time in football so this is something that I can compete with every single day. And it's like, I mean, there's ways to track it. I mean, how much money you're making, you know, how many properties you have, how well you're doing, you know, feedback against your customers. There's a lot of different scoreboards in business. Um, I don't even remember what your real question was. <laughs> don't worry about it, don't worry. <laughs> but, um, um, uh, what, was your, what was your initial question? It was, it was do you think your boy, you answered it amazing. Yeah. yeah. Where do you think, like, are you born an entrepreneur or is it something you can be learned? Yeah, talk? so, I mean, I, I think it's both. Cause then, But then you look at it, too, and, like, I was also, like, learning the whole way along once it got to the point where I knew this was what I wanted to do. So I think it's, like, honestly, it's, it's a combination. I'm always, I'm always, always, always learning, you know, now. So combination for sure. I, I love it, man. Everything you say, honestly, I, I really didn't know what to think. And I had no idea that you were an athlete. I don't know if it's the bias in me that I genuinely believe whenever I'm hiring anybody to, to work for my media company, whenever I'm looking for somebody to intern, whatever, I always look for, they don't have to be a world-class athlete. I always look for an athlete because I feel like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we're getting soft as a society and nobody wants to compete. Everybody almost wants everything handed and give it to them. But when you're an athlete, you're always scratching and fighting for your next playing time for your next position. I don't care what sport it is. Do you think being an athlete gave you a competitive like edge over, I don't know, somebody that just regularly went to school, hit the books, graduated great grades? Because that's the biggest misconception, right? You get a high GPA, you're bound to be successful. Yeah, man, I think um, I think for sure athletics, just like I kind of talked about before, um, because it gets you in that team environment, you know, and, and when you're learning a business and you're an entrepreneur, I mean, a lot of times, like, you're going to have other team members. Um, you got to work with other people. I mean, yeah, whether it's on your side or the opposite side, so you just have to know how to work with people. And that I've really learned, you know, how to lead people in sports. But then also, you know, just like the physical part, like like being a true, like you said before, that entrepreneur word is thrown around pretty loosely now. And actually, when I started in 2012, I would say I'm an entrepreneur. I was scared to say it in 2012 because it was like, and I meant you were unemployed or you know, whatever. I feel like it didn't have a, just give a ring to it now, or then as it does now. But, um, um, yeah, I, you know, the, the other part was sports. You know, it's just a day in and a day out. Like, you got to get up and lift. Like, you got to get up and run. You got to, so you have to hold yourself in sports. It doesn't matter how many good trainers you have around you. Like, you got to hold yourself accountable. And that's what you have to do doing what we're doing every single day. So I think there's a lot of, a lot of comparables. And, and I just love, um, dude, and entrepreneur, entrepreneur as well. Like, when you're traveling all the time, you're putting in long hours, like, it's hard on your body. I tell other business people I'm with all the time, I'm like, you should be working out all the time because number one, your money's going to have more time to compound because you're going to be around longer. But number two is like when you're traveling and everything, like my dad started working out in 2012 and in the last 10 days, my dad's been like San Diego to Long Island, back to San Diego. He goes to Kentucky tomorrow. He's traveling all the time doing what he's doing. And um, he started working out in 2012. He lost 40 pounds. And it's like, he has more energy now at 58 years old than than he ever did before. So I think there's a lot that intertwined between it. And if you're an entrepreneur and you're not working out, like start working out. That'd be You hit it on the head, man, because everybody, I'm a big believer now. I listen to successful people because I think success leaves clues. And from Les Brown to Jim Rowe, all these successful people, they said, 
People ask me, how do you find time to work out? They say, how do I find time not to? Like, I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you make, whatever your goals are. If you're not healthy, you're not around, <laughs> you're not gonna accomplish those goals. And for me, um, I think that you said a couple things that was like hit the hot button for me. I love the fact that you're frugal. People always, and that this goes hand in hand with the, 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 the next topic over here is just authenticity. They see all these people flashing money, doing this, living above their means. It's like, all right, if you're making a hundred thousand bucks a year, you're spending 110, how wealthy are you? It's like, people don't understand that concept and they don't get me when you're a professional athlete or you're an actor or whatever it may be. You have to learn because the, especially for a professional athlete like myself, the window of, of athleticism is but so short. And that's why I love to do different business ventures. Now, I went on a tangent too, so don't worry about it. You're probably like, what the heck? That's how I roll, dude. I roll no. on tangents. I can't Where remember the question after I'm 10 words in. That's that talk. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So where I was trying to go with this was, what is your what is your feel if you could like, like tell somebody about how you're living? Like, you're living the right way about authenticity. Because I think people try to impress everybody instead of just being themselves. And that's my big thing. Be who you are. And so what's your what's your take on authenticity? Especially when you talk about like Instagram and social media. Yeah, I think um I mean, yeah, you gotta be true to yourself. You gotta be true to you know who you are. I don't think I think being some something I just feel like you can only you can't fake who you are for forever. Right. So I think that's where there's a big trip up because it's like, yeah, if you can fake it for a year or two or three years, like it's going to come back to bite you sooner or later. And when it comes back to bite you, like you're going to ruin a lot of relationships. Especially this day and age with Google, right? Like you put somebody's name in Google, Wikipedia and all this other stuff, you could pop them right up. So it's like, I don't understand how some of these people like just front and act like they people that they're not. Yeah. That's why, that's why on Instagram, I mean, uh, you know, lately, you know, I've been getting out, you know, knocking on some wood. I've been, you know, fortunate lately where there hasn't been as much like bad stuff going on. Maybe since I'm so focused on going forward, no matter what, the bad stuff doesn't pull me back or I don't feel that pull as much backwards as I used to. But you know, I mean, like a year ago, you know, we were in a horrible situation with one of our properties because there was another property management company managing it, just running it into the ground. I mean, I kind of shared that whole thing through my Instagram. I talked about it kind of once it was over a little bit. I wasn't allowed to talk about some stuff that was going on, but. Um, you know, I, I try to share that. I try to share the hard parts and struggles that you go through because I think being authentic and sharing that stuff is important so that number one, other people kind of know any, anyone that wants to be an entrepreneur, if they're following someone fake, like there's no way they're going to be the person that like, they're not going to be, if they're following that person, they're not going to be successful because they're thinking it's going to just be, you know, roses. And the first time they get kicked in the mouth, they're going to quit because if no one told them it was coming or they weren't expecting it, like if they, if they didn't think that's how it's supposed to be, like you're supposed to get kicked in the mouth, right? So exactly. I think being authentic, it's, a, it's truly a way to be able to help other people um, to see that it's not like it's hard, you know? No, you're just, you're spot on. While we're on the topic of social media, you got some awesome stuff, man. I've been, I've been, I've been borderline stalking you a little bit on Instagram and stuff. Tell all of our listeners where they can find you um, on, on like Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. If you got your own website, definitely drop out those tags now so they can definitely get, get on board. Yeah, so Instagram and Twitter, by far the one I'm most active on is uh, Instagram right now between stories and posting. Uh, it's at 
Justin Spalding, J-U-S-T-I-N-S-P-A-U-L-D-I-N-G. So it's just my name. Um, that's definitely where I'm most active. Obviously, I'm on Facebook and, you know, um, I'm on, I'm on, like I said, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Snapchat as well, but not as active there. Instagram is a good one to follow me on if you want to see, like, you know, the remodels we're doing, the process. Um, I talk about, I do talk numbers there, so we talk money and you know, I talk about actual deals that are going on and um, why I did this, why I didn't do that. So it's a good place to, to check me out. Love it, love it. Why are you talking about this? This is a funny story. My One of my mentors who actually got me in mixed martial arts was actually like a business partner of mine. He made a great statement. You said, you just said something that hit, hit home again. You're, you're, you're hitting all the hot buttons, I love it. You said you talk about money. So many people are afraid to talk about money as if it's like a taboo. And I'm not gonna lie to you, when I was younger and I didn't have wealthy friends and I, and I wasn't around those circles, none of us ever spoke about money. As I started hanging out with more fluent people who held money, they talk about money all the time. And it's like, he shifted my mindset. He was like, hey, what do you mean? You gotta talk about money. It's, it's like the elephant in the room. But I tell people, if there's no sugarcoating. Successful people like to talk about that stuff. What is your feel on that? How do you feel about you know discussing money? Because some people look at it as like taboo. And I think with this day and age, it's almost like it's, it's crazy. Why not? Yeah, I, I'm I'm very open with like the deals we've done and you know stuff like that. So I'm very open with a lot of the numbers and, and everything. I mean, I'm I'm all for it. Once again, I just if I, I once again going back to like if I if I was being able to follow people on Instagram when I was starting, you know, in 2011, we're really 2012, we're really active on Instagram. Like I would have wanted to see it. It would have motivated me. It would have motivated me to see all that stuff. Um, from someone that was actually doing it and that true entrepreneur, it would have definitely motivated me. So that's where I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna do this. Um, and see where it goes. And that's kind of what I've done over the last few years now. And so I'm definitely a pro. I mean, I think, you know, there's certain people that maybe can cross the line. I think the people that cross the line are probably the ones that are fake, you know, or whatever, but, um, God, yeah. those, are the ones, those are the ones that are like renting jets and doing photo shoots yeah. and jets and like cars. It's, yeah. to me, it's almost, it's like crazy. Like, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Why waste that money to do a photo shoot and rent the jet? How about you go out there and, and make that money work for you? But, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's insane. People are crazy. So now tell our listeners, what does Justin Spaulding have going on? Like what, what's in, what's in the, uh, in the future, any, any projects, anything that you're working on that you want to, you want to, you know, take this platform and expand on? Yeah. So like this year, so it seems like it kind of goes in phases, right? So in 2016, we bit off a lot. We bit off 88 apartments, we bit off 64 apartments, we bit off 110 storage units. We bought another veterinary clinic and, you know, and so then 2017 was kind of like, okay, let's get all this stuff running and let's, um, you know, let's get it run efficiently. Let's get it cranking. Let's get our revenue numbers. Let's hit our numbers. Let's get our revenue up, drive sales and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, make the properties better, take care of a lot of deferred maintenance. Um, and so then 2018 now, you know, early 2018, we closed on another 150 ish storage units, um, closed on another little 10 unit deal, little 10 unit apartment complex that I'm basically going to, I bought it and put about a hundred grand into it and potentially either flip it. If the number's right, I'll just, it'll be a cash cow and just, just sit on it. So that happened uh, middle of July. And then right now when I'm just wrapping up, uh, we just closed the fund, um, raised, raised about $700,000 to purchase a $2.7 million, uh, 47 unit apartment building, uh, right on the river in Janesville, Wisconsin, which is uh, the town that I'm living in right now. Um, so, that project, yeah, I mean, it's it's really cool. It's an old, it's like an old cotton mill. So it was it was built in like the 1890s, and it's got wow. like gold, yeah, like that light golden brown type brick. 
um, like a light golden color brick. And um, we're gonna go through and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna revamp it. I mean, it's it turned into apartments in 1985. And over time, it's just kind of gotten, you know, they're just gonna let it go. They haven't been putting the money back into it to take care of it. So we're gonna start by, you know, redoing the driveways and getting them look good, redoing the landscaping, you know, draw eyes, draw attention to the property. Like, hey, we're here, we're changing this thing. Um, and then we're gonna, you know, redo some of the common areas, get new carpet in, get paint in, get it smelling fresh, and then just work on individual apartments from there. So my whole thing with real estate is get people to see it on the outside and go, oh, wow, cool, that's awesome. And this thing sits around the river, so it's really, it's really, really cool. Nice. Um, now you get you get me excited, man. You get me excited. Downtown Daniel's going through like a resurgence, like right now too. So like all these businesses are coming back. Like in, in 2008, we had a GM plant close here. Just it just was brutal. But in the long run, it's going to be better, I think, because it's just bringing so many other businesses back now. But anyway, so this this is all going on downtown. So so my whole thing with real estate is get the thing looking good on the outside. Get people saying, wow, people, you know, the new people must uh, be putting some money back into this. Change the sign. Then once you attract people, you get them in, right? You want the common areas to be nice and fresh and smelling good and, um, and provide good service, you know, be welcoming to them. And then it's based on each individual apartment that you show them at that point. So, um, yeah, we'll be busy. We'll be busy. We got about 25 right now, not even including that deal. We got about 25 apartment remodels we got to do on individual apartment units. Um, you add that one in, um, it's going to be another 10 to 15 that I want to get done. So it'll be 40 that I want to get done before the end of the year. Nice. So, with, with your mentality and your work ethic, there's no doubt in my mind you're going to get it done. No, Just no, 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 a lot of great people, man. A lot of great people we work with because I'm not actually the one doing any of the physical labor anymore. Like when I had the first four unit I was, I was doing every little thing, uh, which taught me a lot. Like, yeah, I got a crew and they, they're awesome what they do. And I got a regional property manager, another property manager. They're all awesome what they do. So I got a lot of great people around me. That's awesome. Now, do you just stick in the Midwest or do you venture off into the East Coast, West Coast? Or right now you're just focusing on home? So right now, our um, our all the real estate holdings are are in Wisconsin. Nice. Not that, not that I'll I'll never leave. I mean, I, I'm sure at some point, you know, I'll go I'll go somewhere else too. But I tell you what, man, just from listening to you speak, man, like like I, I dabbled in a little bit of real estate. Nothing on nothing on your level. Um, I was big into single family homes because you know that's that's what that's what I'm used to. But you got the Grant Cardona mentality. He preaches, you know, you know, multi units, multi units. You can't you lose money on single family homes. So there's a lot that I think that 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 you can teach the average person going into real estate, the average person going into investing, because you know, is there like a Justin Spaulding, you know, book coming on the horizon? Because just from kicking it with you now, man, I think that's something that the listeners and and any, anybody that's in real estate needs to have yeah yeah i'm i'm you know I'm, i think about it more and i think the time is going to come i want to be able to accomplish a little bit more before i start doing some of that stuff the book and you know stuff like that i want I, you know um i think there's a lot more i can do with instagram and all that stuff right now but um yeah i can see it coming i can see it coming so That's the, we put it out there in the universe so now you know it's definitely going to come down <laughs> listen because i'm going to tell you now man when I sit there and I talk to people, you got a wealth of knowledge that, that the world needs to know. And sometimes you see people write books and it's not the best book in the world, but they do a really good job of marketing. And I tell people all the time, sometimes it's not the product, it's how you get that product in front of the right people. And I'm tired of seeing books that I got all these high expectations. I go, I read it, and it's not really any knowledge in there. You have a wealth of knowledge. So I literally think that all of our listeners that, that tuned in today, all across the world, they're gonna get a lot of golden, golden tips. Um, and that being said, 
we do something, Miyoko, my calls, always, he usually brings us in on this. We always do something at every single, every single episode, because we truly believe that motivation is, is cool, inspiration is great, but we like to leave all of our listeners with something that they can be doing tangible, something they can physically do that's gonna lead them into success in the future. I think um, we're gonna issue you the challenge. We usually do it when we're by ourselves, but you're the guest. So the floor is gonna be yours. We want you to issue a challenge to our listeners, something they can do that's gonna allow them to be a, to be better at investing, at real estate, being a better human being, whatever it may be. So what do you do or what are you gonna what challenge are you gonna issue to our listeners tonight? Dude, my my biggest thing, and I was thinking about this the other day too, uh, one of the guys handed me a hundred fifty grand check who's investing in that building I was just talking about. And they looked at me, and this was the coolest thing ever. Like, I'm, it almost kind of like brought me to tears. Like, my, you know, it just, it, it um, it was awesome. It was just an awesome feeling. They, they said, I'm, immediately when they handed the check, I shook their hand. I said, hey, thanks. And they're two brothers, right? So uh, I said, hey, thanks, guys. You know, it means a lot. I'm super excited about the project. I, I started talking about the project, and they were like, hey, man, the project's cool, but you know what? We just believe in you. We believe in what you're doing. We've just been watching. You know, you, we just believe in you 100. percent it's so like that meant so much to me. Like, like when people are in your corner, you know, and, I, and I'm like, okay, why, why do I have it? I have a lot. I, I feel like I have a lot of people like that that feel that about me. And um, I'm like, why, why did they say that? Or you know, why, you know, why? And I think the biggest thing is that I'm someone that I always do what I say I'm gonna do. Like, so I am who I say I am. Like, I my my actions like match like. Whatever I tell people, like my word is my bond with people. And I think that that goes a long, 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 long way. Um, and then I would just say, you know, so, you know, like be who you say you are, always hold your word and be consistent with your actions. Because that, those, those things right there is what has led me to so much success um, with other people because those other people, sometimes it takes, before someone's going to invest in you or be a partner with you or maybe before you sell them a product or whatever, they got to see you in action over a long period of time. Well, before I ever had investors, like they, I was talking about what I was going to do, but then I went out and did it, whether they were with me or not. Because at first, some of them weren't, right? So then people start to see you do stuff without them. And now they're like, man, he means it. Like he's a, he's a man of his word, right? And he's doing it the right way. And like, he's consistent, like he's persistent. And so I think that those those little tidbits right there, I think, will go a long, 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 long way. Um, you know, and, and then, you know, another just a great example of that is I'm, I'm thinking like this deal that we did, this deal that we got going on. I mean, it hasn't closed yet, right? So I'm hoping it's closed. It's 47 with the unit apartment building, James on the river. But um, it was a hard deal to put together, and there's a lot of people that said, "Oh, no way, I'm not doing that one. You're crazy." No, no, no. And so I'm sitting here thinking, I got like an investor that's like 200 people and you know, certain people said yes, a lot of people said no. And I'm like, this is the one, on top of those other ones, this is the one that is gonna take me, I feel like, to the next level because when they see me succeed with this and follow through on my word, and now they were invited to the party, but they chose not to accept that invite, like now they're gonna want in. And so the next one is just gonna be, uh, you might be able to pull off a $35 million property with you know 15 other people total, you know, and bring, bring other investors on board. So. Be a, be a person your word, be consistent, and take action on what you said you were gonna do. I love it. You got you got me fired up right now. You got me generally fired up. And <laughs> I don't know where it came from. At first when you asked me the question, like, oh man, what's he gonna ask me on the spot? Like we didn't talk at all, like 
but you nailed it. You killed it. Make your actions in line with your word. Make your actions be consistent. And I think that's huge. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what field our listeners are in. That challenge, that, that's like an affirmation that you just gave them. I don't care what you do, whether you're an athlete, a doctor, a lawyer, a veterinarian, a mom, a stay-at-home dad, a stay-at-home mom, doesn't matter. If your values and your actions are in line and you're consistent, you're going to be successful. So that was awesome. You knocked it out the park, man. I am super excited. Uh, I'm grateful for you, you know, taking the time, coming on the show. We had a little hiccup. You know, we did this one without our co-host. So you're officially the second one-on-one podcast show we've ever done. You know, they say first and first, second is the best. <laughs> so you, you killed it. You did absolutely amazing. I'm super grateful. Thank you for all the listeners tuning in to the Art of Winning show. Go out there. Go follow Justin Spaulding, J-U-S-T-I-N-S-P-A-U-L-D-I-N-G. This guy has a wealth of knowledge. If you look at him, he looks really, really super young, but it's the Clark Kent. He's like Superman. He's Superman when it turns to business. How old am I? How old am I? Man, you look young, man. Let me see. I'm going to say, ooh. 28, 29? Yeah, dude, 20, 29, October 6th, 29, 29, October 6th. There you go, see that? I, I, I jacked it up a little bit because I was like, you you made me have to, I had to throw, I had to throw it out there. Yeah. I was gonna really say 25, I didn't want to be too far off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, pretty good guess, man. Dude, that, that's awesome. Well, listen, thank you so much, Justin. You got any parting words for our, for our listeners? You know, something to leave them fired up after that challenge, man. I, if they're not fired up, something's wrong with them. I, I, mean, I, really, I don't think I need to say anything more, but but yeah, I definitely appreciate you, know, you guys having me on and uh, I hope everyone got some, some value out of this. Another thing, like if you guys go to my Instagram, feel free to drop me a direct message. It's I, I get back to everybody. Um, you know, leave leave a comment. If you're interested in real estate or investing in business, like leave a comment. I'll get back to you, answer your question. Um, but other than that, thanks for having me on, man. Awesome, my pleasure. Listen, this might have uh, this might have definitely us uh, piqued my interest, man. I might be DMing you too, man. I'm always looking for uh, new streams of income, and I might be one of your investors going forward. Let's do it, man. Maybe maybe in a couple months, I'll be able to be on the podcast again. We can talk about that. Uh, we can talk about the building. That if you get some good feedback from real estate listeners, we can get some feedback on how that building's going. Up. Done deal. We definitely will, man. Well, thank you so much again, listeners. You are now listening to, once again, the Art of Winning show with Justin Spalling, the real estate investor. You're going to forget about Grant Cardone. He's the next up-and-coming real estate guru, him and his team, because it definitely does take a team behind every single successful man. So, once again, thank you so much, and tune in next week.